Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another wonderful edition of The Styles Files. I am your host, Alan Styles, and we have a great show for you today. One of my favorite segments, overrated, underrated, and properly rated. We'll talk about the NBA draft and how all that turned out. Talk about some musical artists I think you should be on the lookout for. And yes, I can't help myself. Where in the world will LeBron James go? But let's get started with some overrated, underrated, and properly rated. Overrated for this week, people asking to work in with you at the gym. Look, I mean, I understand if the gym is extremely crowded and you're just trying to get on out of there. But seriously, how much time are you really saving by hopping in and out? Just do what the rest of us do. Hop on a different machine while creepily looking over at the machine you want until you see an opening. And the worst out of all of them has got to be the bench press. Like the chances of you doing the same weight or program are so low, then you got to take the weight off after a set then put it back on for the next set. I mean, come on. So a little while back, I'm at the gym and I'm on the bench press. I'm not going to lie. I lift uh, on some days and I play basketball on some days. But most people, I'd say about 60% of the people that play basketball at my gym have never been to other parts of the gym. So they don't lift or anything like that. And, you know, they pump me up a little bit, always always asking how much I work out and things like that. So I'm feeling myself. Sorry, I had to set the stage. But on an off basketball day, I'm lifting and this big dude comes up to the bench, just a stereotypical meathead, you know, that only does bench and leaves, built like a snow cone, all that good stuff. And in between sets, he approaches me like, hey, uh, can I work in with you? So you know me, I I make it very clear in the tone of my voice uh, that I don't want to. I'm like, "Ah, I, I mean, sure. Clearly, he doesn't take the hint. So now I'm like, Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you want to do. And he cuts me off, and he's like, I'll just do what you're doing for now. So basically, he's using my workout as a warm-up. Now, not only am I annoyed, now I'm feeling a little disrespected. And I did what anyone else in my position would do. I did two more sets and said, it's all yours, chief, and got the heck out of there. I wasn't trying to get into a bench-off with this dude, that only does bench? Yeah, I was pissed, but I'm not stupid. I'm not out here trying to get embarrassed. But my feelings remain. Please, stop asking to work in with other people. It's overrated. Just wait it out. This ain't high school sports. You're not going to make the first team all YMCA. So just chill. Next, underrated. So my underrated pick for this week, someone who I think gets a bit of a bad rap and needs to be appreciated more, my guy, Guy Fieri. Look, I know the hair and the clothes, it's not extremely easy to take him seriously, but it was just announced he will be part of the 2019 Hollywood Walk of Fame class, and I want to personally thank him for filling up so many free hours of my life with places I've seen and decided to go to and places that I have no intention of going to as well. 
Living vicariously through him, whether I'm sober or buzzed, is one of my favorite things to do when I have absolutely nothing else to do. And to all the cord cutters out there that no longer have cable, you know, and are just Netflix for life or whatever subscription you have, I, I get it. You know, I debate getting rid of cable basically every time I get the bill. But personally, I find that when I put on Netflix, there are no commercials, so I'm just super invested in whatever I'm watching. Sometimes I just want some sound in the background, and the commercial breaks from the action allow you to have conversations throughout the show. So for now, I'll keep my cords and continue to watch Diners, Drivings, and Dives. Now lastly, properly rated. Properly rated has got to be my mom's love for her country of Panama. Now, I talked a little bit about this last week, but I'm a mama's boy, so I want to get into it a little bit more. But also, before I get to that, why is it that being a mama's boy is seen as a negative, but there's no problem, you know, being a daddy's girl? Like, my girlfriend came at me just like that. She's like, you're a mama's boy, Alan. I was like, well, yeah. Well, you're a daddy's girl. She's like, okay. I'm like, yeah, want to get some tacos? <laughs> like, that's always the go-to whenever you find yourself in a hairy situation, fellas. What's that on your phone? Nothing. Want to go get some tacos? You're going out with the guys again? Yeah, and on the way back, I was planning on grabbing you some tacos. But yeah, man, my mom goes so hard for her home country of Panama. And I think a big reason is because although a lot of people are more aware, I think the common idea of Latinos is that most of them look like J-Lo. Now, I'm not saying, you know, people think all Latinos literally look like J-Lo, but that complexion and that look. And my mom, you know, she's black. If you looked at her, she could be from a ton of different places. So I think she has that extra oomph to let people know that she is, in fact, Latino. But sometimes she'd be doing too much, bruh. Like, she'd find ways to bring up being Panamanian or the country of Panama when it's not even part of the conversation. She's the equivalent of someone who just got engaged. If you ever talk to them, like, wow, great weather we're having. And they respond, yes, it is great weather. It would be perfect weather for my wedding. Now that I'm engaged, sure, awesome. Same thing with my mom, you know, like, awesome weather we're having, huh? See, it reminds me of Panama. Mi nombre es Luz. Yo soy de Panama. Yeah, mom, I know. We go, to a, we go out to a restaurant. Geez, this seafood is delicious. See, it reminds me of Panama. Mi nombre es Luz. Yo soy de Panama. Yep, I got it, mom. Just talking about the meal here. Like, I could only imagine her talking to her friends, like, yeah, my son has a soccer game this weekend, so that will be fun. You know, my mom's just like, oh, yeah, my country had a soccer game this weekend in the World Cup. Maybe you've heard of it. Like, we get it, mom. It's also always funny whenever we need to interact with someone that's Latino, like if they're our cashier or waiter or just anywhere near us in a closed space, like in an elevator or in line, my little sister and I just take bets as to how long it will take for her to whip out the Spanish. And most recently, 
this happened when we were in line uh, to get to go to Disneyland. The people in front of us were speaking Spanish, and her eyes just lit up like a Christmas tree. It took three minutes before they were all best friends. But all jokes aside, mom, don't ever change because, you know, if you didn't do these things, you wouldn't be you. And your pride is what drove me to wake up at 5 a.m. to watch Panama score their first goal in the World Cup live. And that's a memory that I will always have. But the World Cup isn't the only thing going on uh, in the world of sports. The NBA draft happened, and I always love uh, the sports drafts because it's just all about hope. Like in college, uh, or sorry, like in Star Wars, rebellions were born on hope. And in sports, fans are born on hope. And I watch college basketball, so it's awesome to see the kids' dreams come true. But when you hear analysts talking about the draft, or anyone really, the two terms that always intrigue me are when someone says a pick is a safe pick or a pick is a steal. My question is what is considered a safe pick? Like a starter on a playoff team? A six man on a playoff team? A star? A, a perennial all-star? You know, like when the Knicks got Kevin Knox from Kentucky, everyone was happy for them because they were smart and made the safe pick. I just wanna know what that means. You know, then you have the analysts that talk about who um, got the steal of the draft, even though no one has played a game yet. And they'll say that too. You know, no one has played a game yet, but if you're asking me, Michael Porter Jr. was the steal of this draft. It's like you literally just said that you have no clue and that nobody knows. I will say this though, if Michael Porter Jr. does work out, I mean, we got some action in Denver. You got Jokic, Murray, Harris, and Paul Millsap. That team could definitely make some noise in the future. And to be honest, that's how it happens, right? Skill and luck. Look at the Warriors. Skill, drafting Klay Thomas and Steph Curry. And even Steph, although he was the number seven pick, if you ask the Warriors if they thought they were drafting a two-time MVP and the first unanimous MVP, they might tell you yes now, but I don't know if they really thought that they were getting that. And then you have the luck. Draymond Green, a second-round pick that turned out to be outstanding, and Kevin Durant, who decided to take his talents to the Bay. Bada-bing, bada-boom, you have a dynasty, but it's got to start somewhere. Going back to Steph Curry, let's talk about someone that many people think could be the next Steph Curry or the next bust, Trey Young. Now, a lot of people are giving the Hawks um, a hard time for taking Trey Young so high, but honestly, if you're the Hawks, who cares? Like, who really cares? You're not going to be good next year anyway, so why not make a splash? And we all know who really runs that team. You know, it's not whoever the GM is, I don't know. Uh, it's not whoever owns it. It's the Migos. 
I mean, once Quavo said that's who he wanted on the Hawks, it was a done deal. Those three are the execs on the team. Quavo is the GM, Offset is the executive GM, and Takeoff is the assistant GM. And they walk it like a talkie. Quavo! I want to get my... They just hit up the GM just like that. Just like, get Trae Young and change up. And we go to the Hawks and we go. But seriously, you are the Atlanta Hawks. Games during the regular season were so empty, you had to drag Hot Sauce, the famous street baller from the early 2000s, out of retirement to get people to care about your games. So why not take a chance? Personally, I like it. You know, you're hoping, you're, you're hoping to build something, you know, and even if Trey Young doesn't work out, the way the draft is set up, I don't think it was that high of a risk for a guy whose numbers were that of someone who did deserve to be picked that high. So, you know, we'll just see how it all works out. I watched a good amount of Trey Young games um, when he was at Oklahoma, and I think what is going to be tough for him to start is imagine basically I'm going to call him a lesser version of Steph just because, I mean, he is right now. You know, he hasn't played any NBA games. And the Hawks, you know, don't necessarily have a strong roster. So all the attention will be on him, which I will say he's used to from being at Oklahoma. But we don't know what he's going to look like once he gets pieces around him. So we might not see how this experiment really turns out you know, for a couple of years from now. So it would definitely be interesting to see how all that turns out. But I don't think, you know, if he, if he gets rookie of the year next year, or, you know, if he doesn't put up great numbers, I don't think it uh, is really going to show what we have with him until you get some pieces around him and just some decent pieces, not to, you know, uh, not to be down on the Hawks. It's just, you know, there's a reason they picked that high. So wish them all the best, and, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on everything. Uh, but speaking of seeing how things work out, and speaking of working out, it's the summer, y'all. Time to get them summer bods right, especially if you plan on hitting up the music festivals. I myself uh, love music and music festivals, but, you know, at 28, I know my time is limited. There are some festivals that, you know, there's no age limit on, you know, like Bottle Rock in Napa, Outside Lands in San Francisco, and and even Coachella if you're not camping. You know what I mean? Like, you can still do Coachella. It's more about how you do Coachella. Like, if you're, you know, my age, getting a little older, you're sleeping in your car, you know, whatever the case may be, I guess if there's a big group of you and it's kind of an annual thing, I get it, but... I think you should probably just go about it a different way. (laughs) Um, You know, there there are some festivals where I think uh, the door has already shut for me. Last year, um, I went to Rolling Loud because there were a couple artists that I really did want to see, like Travis Scott, um, a couple other people. And, oh, my gosh, it was just... Just kind of eye-opening, just eye-opening, you know. Look, I'll say this. I wasn't the oldest person there, but if um, we were guessing the average age, I'm going maybe 
22, hopefully 22, you know, so um, great, great festival and love the lineup. I'm just not sure uh, I can attend anymore. I think that door has closed. But seriously, music is one thing I haven't, you know, gotten into yet here on the Styles Files, and the time is now. So here's my top 10 list of under-the-radar artists that you should definitely check out. Uh, Some of them are doing music festivals. Some of them are touring uh, with their own shows. And some of them aren't doing anything right now. Um, Now, I realize that the term under-the-radar is very, you know, it's a very open term. But this is just my opinion. You know, uh, like, I'm not going to talk to you about Drake's new album. You know, that ain't under the radar. But these are people that I think are not household names yet, um, but I think have the talent to get there. And, and, and even if they never get there, they're putting out solid music right now. So here we go. Number 10, London Richards. Uh, he just dropped a project called Lithium. And I really like his, you know, kind of unique take on R&B. It's not, I wouldn't, it's similar to kind of the Bryson Tiller vibe, but uh, I I definitely think that he's got his own lane. Kind of hard to describe. You're just going to have to check it out for yourself. Take my word. Um, He doesn't have that much material out yet, uh, but I definitely like what I've heard of him. And he is on my recently plays right now. That's for sure. Number nine, Shafi. He's been a little quiet lately, but he dropped his big project towards the end of last year, and his ability to blend pop and R&B got me hooked immediately. I checked him out at a small venue in San Francisco, got to meet him after the show. Super cool guy. Um, You know, really hope he keeps putting out music consistently and keeps coming with that fire because I think, you know, again, uh, these, these, a lot of the people that I like do have that kind of radio big hit vibe, but it's not as um, aggressive as when you're on a, a, a road trip and you're hearing, you know, the same song 10 times. And at the beginning of the trip, you loved it. At the end of the trip, you just can't stand it anymore. Uh, number eight, Devon Terrell. So this guy got his start basically freestyling, you know, and, he, and what's unique about him is He's freestyle raps, but he also like freestyle sings. So it's really cool to listen to. And he would do it over a lot of big songs, you know, got a buzz. And now the projects that he's putting out uh, of his own music uh, has definitely shown how talented he is and how good he's going to be. Number seven, Arizona. So uh, how this, they spell it literally Arizona, just in all caps. I randomly found them on Spotify. And they are perfect for the summertime. You know, they got that synthy house-like pop. But their lead singer definitely has some soul in his voice. And I'm always a sucker for blending um, those two types of uh, swags and genres together. Uh, number six, Ella May. I believe it's Ella May. If it's Ella Mai, then I apologize. <laughs> um, so most people know her for her hit on the radio right now, Booed Up which is definitely her biggest song. But check out one of her song, one of her other songs called Naked. That's actually the first song that got me hooked on her. Then ended up checking out the rest um, of her latest project. 
and she's definitely on the come up. You know, she was, uh, she had kind of that smaller uh, set stage uh, at the BET Awards where they go to kind of in between commercials, you know what I mean? But, you know, you got to start somewhere and a lot of big artists, you know, Anderson Pac introduced her and said that that's one of the biggest places he started out to. So she's definitely on the rise um, and can't wait to see what she comes out with next. Number five, um, Bozzy. He's been taking over the airways lately with his hit, uh, Mine, and I'm going to check him out at the Life is Beautiful Festival in September. Uh, so definitely scope his album if you haven't. Plenty of hits on there. I'm sure, you know, he definitely has that big hit radio uh, vibe, and I think that We'll be hearing more from him shortly. So you heard it here first on the Styles Files. Number four, Chelsea Cutler. She is quickly becoming one of my favorite uh, female artists. And most importantly about her is right now, she will not stop putting music out. It seems like every week she has something new. Um, and that's really what I love. I saw her a couple months back and she definitely did not disappoint. Number three. So Jeremy Zucker, Jeremy Zucker and Chelsea are on the same label, Visionary, and they also have another guy on that label that I like a lot, Quinn. But yeah, Jeremy, again, great vibey summer music. I'm going to see him later in the year. Definitely looking forward to it. Number two, Mark E. Basie. This guy's been one of my top artists for a while now, and he is finally starting to get some buzz. Check out his latest album. He's got a very classic uh, R&B vibe, a little bit of pop, but no auto-tune, which is super refreshing nowadays. Go check him out. Uh, he, he's the type of guy that you can listen to his album, uh, and parts of his album can be used at all different events, if you, you know, in all different moods. Whether you're sad, he's got a song for that. If you want to turn up, he's got a song for that. If you're mad, he's got a song for that. So uh, he, he's definitely a guy that I would recommend checking out because I really think that he's going to blow any minute now. And number one, 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 one. So Kyle, that is all caps, K-Y-L-E. Uh, not the easiest to Google there, Kyle, but uh, his music is much more unique than his name. Uh, so Kyle, to me, is very close to not being under the radar, but for now, you know, I think he's still known as the I Spy guy. Um, but he is super talented, dropped a couple albums prior to this latest one called Light of Mine. But this is definitely some of his best work. And I think slash hope that this will start to get him the shine that he deserves. Um, so that's my top 10 for now. Uh, I hope everybody checks out anyone that you hear that might kind of be in your realm and I'll definitely continue to do you know different lists and things like that and keep everybody up to date with who I think is is working out and uh things of that nature but one thing I will say though and not necessarily with these artists but these up-and-coming artists in general why is everybody out here selling merch like dude you're not even verified on Twitter and you're trying to sell $20 shirts like, you have more articles of clothing for sale than you have songs on your Spotify. Like, just work your way up, right? Like, I understand. Like, I'm not knocking the hustle. You got to start somewhere. But I just don't really get it. 
You know, like your shirt costs more than the ticket for your show. That doesn't really add up to me. But, you know, that's just me. But there is another list I could have come up with. And yes, it is a list of the places where LeBron could end up. Now, as a Warrior fan, this is an interesting time because we are all pretty intrigued uh, by where he will end up. Personally, I think it's obvious that Houston gives him the best chance to beat the Warriors. But if they make that super team in L.A. with Paul, Cho- Paul George and Kawhi, people were saying that that team couldn't beat the Warriors. But let me ask you this. Let's assume they keep Kuzma and Lonzo for the sake of the example, because either way, Steph wouldn't really have to deal with the center. I mean, you thought Houston tried to expose Steph? Those switches would be a problem on offense and defense. There are also reports that LeBron may be trying to build a new super team in Cleveland, but I just don't think that there's any way Paul George goes to Cleveland. So then you have Kawhi, LeBron, and maybe Kemba Walker. And I mean, that could be a little spicy, but I think the Warriors would figure that one out. So we'll see once all the dominoes fall into place. But I'm honestly most excited because apparently after LeBron decides where he's going to go once he drops the decision part, what is it, part three, four, five, or six, I don't know. But anyway, whenever he uh, drops a decision, soon after the trailer of Space Jam 2 will drop. And I feel like it's one of those movies we've been hearing about for far too long. So they're going to need to come like super correct or it could just be a bad look. Like they were definitely talking about this movie before the Warriors got good again. And they have three championships since then. Um, But yeah, that's all I got for y'all today. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Styles Files. Don't forget to favorite the podcast on TuneIn and subscribe on iTunes. And if you don't already follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, same handle, at A-Styles, A-S-T-I-L-E-Z. And until next time, be safe, be well, be wise. Peace.